Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Cued Up, your review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc., etc., etc. With me always is my co-host, Maya Don Fisher. Normally at this moment, I'd ask how her week has been, but we need to address the elephant in the room before we even get started. Uh, this last weekend, there was another horrific mass shooting in Monday, actually. Was it Monday? I thought, okay. I thought it was yeah, Sunday. it was Monday. It was um, Monday. Three teachers and three children were killed. And I don't remember how many were injured. Um, this was at a Christian school. Now, I only now the, mentioned that the part. One, the one teacher was the actual headmaster of the school. Right. Um. The reason I bring up probably the, the main people. target. Yeah, likely, Sorry. very likely. Um, the reason I bring it up is because the shooter themselves was trans. And that person who killed six people in cold blood deserves nothing but the worst. I don't care what kind of person what they are they did something unspeakable plain and simple end of story the problem that i'm having the thing that has been angering me and saddening me over this past few days since this happened is the discourse online or lack thereof well the discourse i'm referring to is people like Steven Crowder, Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh. Oh, God, Matt Walsh. The list goes the fucking on. worst. Matt Walsh literally being the worst, calling for all trans people to be put into f- fucking concentration camps. And I'm not saying that hy- hyper- uh, hyperbolic. I'm saying that... Oh, I'm sorry. He's not saying that with hyperbole. He's saying that with directness. Mm-hmm. He means it. Now, is are these other conservative pieces of shit saying that? No, but they're definitely hinting towards it. I mean, Tucker Carlson having on Fox News last night uh, uh, um, a thing on the bottom of his screen that says the trans community is now targeting Christians. Yeah. Now, I want to run some fucking stats for any just absolute brain-dead pieces of shit out there. Um, there have been in this country since 2016, let me see, where was that fucking paper, that thing I I downloaded? Hold on, give me two seconds. I should have had it ready. Oh, fuck. Where is it? I want to get the stats correct. That's why I'm doing that. Give me one second. I'll find it. I, I thought I downloaded it. I guess I didn't. Um... Hold on, I will find it. Uh, One of the things I'll I'll bring up while you're looking for that is the shooter was a trans woman. Um, There we go, I found it. And it's very rare for a female shooter. Not only that, but um, since 2018 to 2023... There have been uh, 2,829 mass shootings. Now, a mass shooting uh, qualifies as three or more 
innocent people within a crowd. Um, I'm sorry, four or more. Four or more. Um, 2,829. In five years. Now, now I want to bring up why why that's such a big number. Because only three of them, three have been trans. Mm-hmm. Now, those two others, I genuinely don't know. I have not heard of them. There was one other story of a trans person attempting a mass shooting and was unsuccessful. I think killing one person, that was it. So four. Let's just, you know, give the benefit of the doubt and say four. That means four trans people out of 2,829. And you want to sit there and say, like a fucking absolute asshole, that trans people are targeting the Christians? Or that trans people are dangerous to the point where you think they need to be put in a concentration camp? They weren't saying shit like that when Dylan Roof shut up a fucking black church in South Carolina a few years ago. They fed him Burger King. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because this country is broken. Not only do we give zero fucking shits about the gun issues in this country, but we want to target, I don't want to say minorities, but the the disenfranchised. We want to target... The, the the downtrodden. We want to target the, the, the fucking smaller numbered groups of people because white fucking cisgendered assholes in this country can't think outwardly. They, they know no that they compassion. can't be racist. They know they can't be sexist. They know they can't be homophobic or transphobic. But they do things that just, like, everyone reads between the fucking lines. If you're the type of person on this fucking earth who can't accept somebody for who they are, you don't deserve air. Period. I'm fucking furious at this. And I want to make it crystal fucking clear. If it were a gay kid that went and shot those people, and you're sitting there saying gay people deserve to be concentration camps, leave this fucking country. You're the problem. I cannot stand it. I haven't been more angry in a while than this situation. And this doesn't have to do with that one of my closest best friends is trans. Yes, I'm talking in third person about you, Maya. Um, it, it doesn't have to do with that. It has to do with the logic and the, and, and, and the fucking morality and the empathy. That some of these unbelievable pieces of shit do not have. If you are so simple fucking minded that you think of a trans person or you think of a gay person or you think of a black person or you think of a fat person as evil or bad or stupid or whatever, fuck yourself. Full on. You are not a good person. If you do believe in God, you're going to hell. Jesus taught to accept others for who they are and what they are. It is in the Bible a thousand times, and you have chosen to ignore it for what money? Go to hell. 
I'm sorry, man. I got it out. Dig a hole, jump in it. We'll cover it up. <clears throat> now, Greg is angry. How do you think we feel? Because we've been targeted for the past 48 hours. I know. Um, random, random people seeking anybody that you know doesn't hide the fact that they're trans are getting targeted. They're getting death threats. They're getting uh, blamed for this, saying, "How do you, this? This is on your hands." Because we're called groomers, we're called pedophiles, we're called rapists. We just want to fucking pee and live our lives. And yeah, there's going to be an outlier in every group. Of course, naturally, eventually there was going to be a transgender person fucking take matters into their own hands and go off on innocent people. It won't be the last and I'm not saying that as a warning. I'm saying that as a matter of fact, especially considering if you look at all the anti-trans uh, legislature that's been introduced in the state level nationwide this year alone, and it's just March 29th, over 400 bills banning affirming care. That's the kind of shit that will set others off. It's not going to get better. You know, and all I can say is to the people in the trans community, stay above it and fight for your rights, but do it in a legal way and in a safe way, as safely as you can. Uh, and I know in some states it's not safe. Hell, in the area that I live in, it's not safe for me. I live in the reddest part of a blue state. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fucked up. It's absolutely fucked up. It's fucking scary. And, you know, the person that did this, she was a former student. She had a vendetta against the headmaster. She had a vendetta against the school. You know, it's a horrible thing what she did. And I'm not defending her actions in any fucking way. Um, I do find it ironic that this is the one time in media that they're not misgendering her. No, they're doing a great job at like a lot of headlines have just said like former Christian school student or, um, yeah. you know, uh, young woman, blah, 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 blah. Like they're, there's just a handful of them that are saying trains, but it's the, it's that yeah. right fucking talking heads that are. That are mentioning it the most. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's fucking crazy. It's fucking horrible. And here's the thing. Um, there was a senator in Tennessee, or maybe it was a, a representative state senator or a representative, I'm not sure. They were questioning him about it. And there's a side-by-side tweet of two things he's talking about. One, he's talking about drag because Tennessee became the first state in the nation to ban drag performances just a couple of weeks ago. And they're like, we're not putting up with this dad burn crap. And we're, we're going to show Tennessee. We're going to show them why Tennessee won't put up with it. It's talking about drag. 
mm-hmm. which has been highly prevalent in media for as long as there's been media. I mean, hell, Shakespeare was all male performers, even the female parts, hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Um, but but no, fucking can't have RuPaul out here. God no, think of the children; it's got to protect them. You know, people that grew up watching fucking Bugs Bunny in a dress that probably fucking jerked it in the goddamn fucking bathroom to Bugs Bunny. You know, we're now angry that it's being accepted in many places and many places it's not and it's being vilified and demonized and this same representative or senator whatever he was this politician this piece of shit when they asked him about sensible gun control laws and he says quote um well you can't control what a criminal does we can't stop it end quote so they can stop drag but they can't stop criminals gun laws well here's the thing this person this this individual the the shooter had seven legally purchased firearms all purchased in the city of nashville where this occurred legally mm-hmm. once again legally obtained firearms ar-15 Automatic, you know, semi-automatic handguns as well, because they use two AR-15 style rifles and a and a modified handgun. Um, all purchased legally, but people like Marjorie Taylor Greene say if there had been teachers with guns, this wouldn't have happened. If we had had armed people. All they can think is more fucking guns, more fucking guns. Guns are the goddamn problem. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate guns. I wish guns didn't exist. I wish they weren't necessary. Oh, wait, they're not necessary for anything, period. All they are are weapons used to take lives of others. Yeah. You know, period. Just, like, you can even go to the extent of saying, oh, well, you know, uh, um, you know, it's hunting rifles. What are fucking ri- hunting rifles used to do? Kill. Like, I'm not saying kill humans, but guns have been always designed to kill something. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Automatic rifles with 30 round magazines are designed to not kill animals. Nope. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm tired. I'm tired of this shit. It's infuriating. Like, it is unbelievably fucking infuriating. Living in this country is a day after day after day fucking nightmare. You don't know what is going to happen when you walk out the front door. Hell, sometimes you don't even have to leave your house. Isn't that fun? (sighs) Oh. I'm sorry to bring the mood down, guys, because we do have a review of the newest Mandalorian episode, and it's going to be great. Like, it's awesome. But we had to address this. And not just because, like, if it was just another average 
school shooting, which sounds awful because that's a fucking daily thing in this country, literally. Either daily or, or every other day. There's a mass shooting every day in this country. That's the point I'm getting at. Um, the, the problem is, in this very specific scenario, is the the right's unbelievably strong attack on trans people. Yeah. That's that's why we're bringing this one up very specifically. If if it was another white dude like it has been some white guy, cisgendered white guy, nobody would be talking about it. It'd be forgotten by tomorrow. Should have been forgotten yesterday. And you look at the 2829 was it? 2000, 2000, 2008. Yeah, I said 2829, correct? Yes. Three of those shooters were confirmed trans. That's 0.001%. Yep. Now, take a look at those mass shootings 2,829, that's in a five-year span. You divide 2,829 by 365, that's 7.75 years if there were one per day. So that lets you know there's multiple a day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, this this year alone, there has been 160, I think, that's what I read. 160 mass shootings. There's not even um, been 90 calendar days in the year yet. I was gonna say, how many days in 2023 have there been? 88. 31, 28, and 29. Well, I didn't want to do the math that quickly, so I just use Google. But 88. 88 days in, in 2023, there's been 160 mass shootings. So that's almost two a day. Yep. Just a smidge under a two a day average. You know, a lot of older people, like my boss, will sit there and say, oh, this country's going down the tubes because of this and this and this. And it's nine times out of ten, younger people just not agreeing with them. Mm-hmm. And it takes everything out of me to not be like, actually, the reason the country's going downhill is because a lot of you old people don't want to actually do anything to change anything in this country to make anything better. When you're sitting yeah. there and you're the type of person that says, well, back in my day, it was like this. You're a problem. You're a big problem. Um, the, the whole only time I of, ever talk about things back in my day, I miss toy stores being fucking awesome in the eighties. You know, back in my day, toy stores were toy stores were awesome, but that's a fucking first world problem. That's not a fucking, you know reflection on oh i missed the days when we could be racist and fucking hate people for the reasons that's that's something that kills me when people say shit like that i'm like everything that we've done to this country up until i want to say nixon was to benefit i mean and things have gotten better in certain circumstances you know like we've implemented new laws to you know, protect others and to help those disenfranchised and the poor and the, and the, and the, and the, um, impoverished. But you have people that just, that don't want that stuff so badly that they, they're they will trying fight to take to it away at state levels. 
Yeah. Um, you know, it's just something that this pandemic has taught me. And I always kind of knew it, but it was very much cemented was that when pardon me, I'm about to burp. Ugh. When people have to change. They're resistant to it as fuck. Yeah, they they're and it's it's not in a logical sense. I think that's the thing that kills me the most is that I work on a very logical level in my head. When oh my gosh, I'm just gassy suddenly. Um when I look at a problem, I, I go, I'll, I'll, here, I'll do this. I'll do this, Maya. Fall guys. Mm -hmm. They've been having a lot of problems with the game, trying to get it fixed, trying to get it running because it's on the Switch. Uh, a, a big issue with it is that like some of the mechanics like Zero Grav don't work super well. So they've had to put that away. Like, unless the level was built with it implicitly, it's gone. Zero grab just doesn't exist. Yeah. As an obstacle, I should say. And there's certain other things here and there that the game just can't function well with on the Switch. It causes, like, flashing or really bad bugs. So a lot of maps, a lot of, a lot of uh, um, um, variations just don't exist. And I know they're trying to work on it, but... Uh, it's it's frustrating from a fan's point of view, you know? You're like, I really want to like this game. I really want to give it its due. But it's just, this is a pain in the ass. So there's a lot of, like, apprehensiveness when that company says, hey, we're going to do this cool thing. Um, we're going to do this cool thing where uh, we're going to give players the ability to create their own maps, right? We're going to do a cool thing where we're going to give you the tools to make really cool ideas for maps. And then what we'll do is we'll implement them. Like if people start playing them and then they're voted on, we'll implement them in this one game type. That's just user created levels. And you can kind of maybe vote on them, give them a thumbs up, give them a score. And if those levels are so good, we'll take that level, refine it just a little bit and add it into the main game. I think that's a fucking awesome idea. Yeah. The people that I play with from time to time on, on PlayStation, they, yesterday, were talking about it. I was playing a little bit of Fall Guys with them, and, they, and we were talking because they were like, when was the last time we had a season update? And I said it was about three months ago, which is a long time for a free-to-play game to have a, have a season. Um, And then... Uh, with uh, oh my god, I'm sorry. Ugh. Uh, they were talking about when's the next season come out, and I said it, it should be April 25th. That's what everyone's been seeing is April 25th. Okay, and with it comes the, the creator map. And one of them says, Well, is it going to have any new maps, like a themed, you know, set situation where they're going to have their new maps put into the game? No. No, they are releasing that 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 created user map thing. That's what they're releasing. Yeah. One of them goes, well, then I'm going to fucking boycott this game. To which I replied with, the fuck you are. Like, it's the only fucking game you play. 
If you're boycotting this, then you're not playing video games. And uh, they started making a big deal about the scenario at hand with that being the case. Because what they weren't doing was using that logical part of your brain. Yeah. The logical part where you say, you ask a question like, why? Why is it like that? Why are they doing it in that fashion? They're not asking that question. There's a long, long round of way to say that that's, that's the problem. People aren't using that part of their brain. They're just reactionary. They're not asking why or what or how or who or when. They're just being reactionary. And I see this in every facet. That's why I'm bringing up Fall Guys on top of this very sensitive topic is because instead of a lot of these people asking why with what's going on, they're just being reactionary. Yeah. And they don't actually care whom it hurts or how detrimental it is to society as a whole. They either, they, they want it their way. They're uncomfortable with a thing and want to keep their toy. They want, they want things to be comfortable for them. They don't care how uncomfortable it's been for others. They don't care how uh, detrimental it's been to others' mental state or physical state. They don't care. A thousand people a day could commit suicide in this country, and as long as they're comfy, they're okay with it. Yeah. And it's and it's that's that's the most frustrating thing about humans as a whole, not just America. This is this is a human problem. People are selfish. Not everybody. I would actually argue more people are not selfish than are. But the problem is, is that a lot of those selfish people have platforms. A lot of those selfish people are in power. And this is the problem we run into. Is that you also have the uneducated. You have the people who have the information at their hands, at their disposal... And they choose not to accept it. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking about certain parts of Russia or North Korea. Those people don't really have a choice. But if you have the choice and you are given stats, you're given information. You know, go back to that documentary watch called uh, um, Beyond the Curve about Flat Earthers. Yeah, yeah. Information was given to them hand over fist. We were given, or they, they even proved themselves wrong with multiple experiments and still refused the information. And why? For what? Because it didn't make them comfortable. Accepting that you're wrong or accepting that others are different or coming to terms with the fact that maybe things weren't as how they thought, or just accepting change is not only a sign of intelligence, it's a sign of empathy. It's a sign of maturity. If you give a toy to a child and then realize that that toy could harm them and you take that, take that toy away, the child throws a temper tantrum. 
the child is upset because there was a change, but their brain isn't formed and functioned well enough to understand that. So why do we have adults doing the exact same thing, but with hate and disgust and this temperament that they deserve to not feel bad? Sorry, I got a little philosophical there with you, but it's okay. It's no, it's, it's some. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying, you know, it's a heavy issue. It's an important issue. It's it's frustrating beyond belief. You know, I'm. You asked me this morning, "Are you okay if we talk about it?" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I'm okay if we talk about it." I mean, it's got to be talked about. Especially when the target of the ire, you know, harms me. Yeah. It's, it's unreal. You know, the, the, the thing I have is that, like you said, you do the math. We have about, what, two mass shootings a day. In this country, not not a not a week, not a month, a day. Most of them are cisgendered white people. Why isn't that ever the focus? You know, people aren't asking that question. They're uncomfortable by a trans person. They're uncomfortable by a gay person. So the second that it's a gay person or a trans person doing the shooting. They capitalize on that fact. They capitalize it. Yep. They home in on it because they want things to not. Now, I'll I'll say this much, and I truly believe this. People like Ben Shapiro and Tucker Carlson, one hundred percent, are um, what do you call them? Uh, uh, grifters. I don't personally believe that Tucker and Ben are stupid enough to believe the words coming out of their mouth. I believe they're doing it because they know that they get a lot of money from it. A lot of money. The, the people that watch their shows are gullible as fuck. Gullible as fuck. You said it, you nailed it. And they know they're going to get money from them. Especially somebody like Ben Shapiro who controls his entire media group. You know, there's even times where Ben has said something that there's a moment where you can kind of see it in his face or he kind of chuckles at a moment. You're like, you don't believe what the fuck you're saying, do you? And, uh, I think that's something that is another problem with this country is you get, you know, there's that old adage of uh, money is the root of all evil, right? And that has never been more prevalent than our current age in America. Yeah. You know, you have people like Lobbyists. Stephen Crowder, very, 
lobby oh, lobbyists are the, mo- the the biggest evil in this country. As then you think of people like Marjorie Taylor Greene or Lauren Boebert, and you're like, how the Ugh. fuck did they get elected? Well, they got elected by people who listened to these grifters and, you know, hook, line, and sinker fall in place. And again, I want to make something as clear as I can. There are liberal grifters. There are. Oh, yes. Um, there are people on the left that are gullible with a lot of shit, too. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example that happened this last weekend. What did everyone do when that news came out about Jonathan Majors? Uh, honestly, wasn't paying attention too much, but I've seen a few things saying they should recast him. So he was arrested. Uh, in New York for what was said to be uh, domestic violence that he uh, he punched and strangled his girlfriend. That's what the news had reported on immediately. The army went in and uh, canceled the contract they had with him or something to that effect or was in the process of canceling it and completely shelved his commercial his ad that he had on uh, uh, for the army. That woman recanted her story entirely. Here's what actually happened. Another man punched his wife, uh, punched his girlfriend in a an attempt to help his girlfriend. Jonathan Major calls nine one one. The cops come, see a black man with a woman saying that quote-unquote, he hit me and arrest Jonathan Majors. The news cycle gets a hold of this and immediately starts saying he punched his girlfriend. So all the reactionary progressives and liberals went, well, we should cancel Jonathan Majors. In an instant. Yeah. And then you have people online. Over racist cops. Mm Mm-hmm. You have a lot of these these liberal grifters online talking about how Jonathan Majors is the problem and he's a he's just a snake, you know, like he's he's a bad person, he's a bad man. Without any due process, without any evidence. Like a lie was latched onto by these liberal grifters. Are they as detrimental to people's safety as conservative grifters? God, no. Absolutely not. Like, but they there are might still be some, harmful. I would say there might be some racist that's like, uh, oh, black people are bad because of what Jonathan Majors did. Um, but I don't think that those are those people that are listening to uh, liberal grifters. <laughs> so, I don't know. But it just, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. The whole situation is fucking awful. It's it it it's upsetting deeply because people like you are at risk now. Bigger risk than you were. Yeah. 
It's because people don't know how to have empathy or kindness towards others. Like, people also don't care about statistics. I think that's the other problem I have is that you could show them a thousand, thousand, thousand times the numbers I just gave you about mass shootings. They don't care. They don't want to care because people like you, Maya, make them uncomfy. I'm just circling the same bush here. I'm not. We got to. It's just infuriating. Well, do you have any final thoughts or anything you want to get out? I mean, I know that our audience are kind-hearted people. I know that our audience, you know, we've been over this for the past so many years that we are, we don't attract people that aren't smart or kind. We don't. And if we and if you're here and your thought process is in line with the assholes, then leave. We don't we don't want you. But I don't think they're here. So I don't know. Just be smarter, be kinder. That's all I got. What about you? Any final thoughts on your end? No. No, I'm just waiting to see what happens next. You know, we know there won't be any meaningful gun reform come out of it. I think with the politics of the country, you don't also have to worry about any anti-trans legislation federally. Um, it's all going to be state level. Oh, Not yeah. that any of it. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's shining a turd is all I'm doing right now. It doesn't, it doesn't help, but I mean, I hope it helps. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. It's hard to be like, Hey, so here's a, here's a tiny bit of positive in this giant fucking turd sandwich. Yeah. So anyway, folks, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, I got it out of my system, so... I mean, sort of. I'm still fucking angry about it. But, uh... Um... We're gonna go ahead and talk about uh, Chapter 21 of Mandalorian. Which... Boy, oh boy. But if you have a synopsis, Maya... I don't. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I was... Give me a second, and I'll see if I do. Okay. Oh... Uh, because I want to run down each like segment of the show as it went because there was so much. Um, it's funny too because oh, yes, uh, I, here we go. Okay, good, perfect. I got a rundown. <clears throat> so after a rather lengthy recap, uh, we see the pirate Gorian Shard enter Navarro airspace in retaliation for Vane's expulsion. Grief Karga contacts Carson Tiva, uh, the X-Wing captain, uh, who has run across Grief Karga and Mando himself in each season. 
suspecting that the attack is a prelude to a new rise of the empire, Tiva informs one of his superiors, played by Tim Meadows. <laughs> uh, but when Colonel Tuttle shows indifference, he tracks down the Mandalorian covert and asks Ben Jarn for help. Jarn convinces the covert to come to Karga's aid despite their prior confrontations with him, and Bo-Katan assumes command of the attack force. Then we have a showdown with the Mandalorians and the pirates. Uh, eventually, the pirates are overthrown. Vane flees, uh, and the Mandalorians are welcomed back by Karga and his people and granted a tract of land, and... Uh, the armorer meets with Bo-Katan, acknowledging the Mythosaur's reappearance as an omen that Bo-Katan is the one who can reunite all Mandalorians and allows her to remove her helmet, which was huge, and say she walks in both worlds, she can unite the clans. Uh, we see Captain Tiva at the episode's close on his way back to Adelphi. Uh, he encounters the wreckage of an old Lambda-class shuttle. Uh, recognizes it as Moth Gideon's prison transport, which went missing during transit, and a fragment of Beskar alloy suggesting that Mandalorians must have broken Moth Gideon out, and that is how the episode closes. So that's a brief rundown, just briefly touching on what went down in the episode. But um, One of my favorite things that this episode did and what we've seen with like Star Wars recently is doing uh political intrigue correctly <laughs> um, yeah one of the things about like episode one two and sort of three is it was like they wanted to add that political intrigue or george wanted to add that political intrigue but he did it like watching fucking c-span you know so mm -hmm. it just wasn't as fun but here in the scene with tim meadows we have perfect example of high of new republic bureaucracy a guy who was on the, like was in the rebel team he was at the fucking second death star for sure he might have been at the first he's old enough um and no there were only like six survivors of the or four survivors of the first death star including the x-men fighters Mm -hmm. Why do I remember way more than that? Yeah, it was Han, Luke, Wedge, um, Hobby, and one other guy. Uh, anyway, that's not important. Um, But anyway, well, yeah, this guy's been around. He's clearly been around. Well, like that's what I'm saying is I I, I believe him to be uh he was an he's an ex rebel, is my point, is I believe that he fought with them for sure at some point. Um and so you have him who's like, I just want to help people, I want to save people, I don't want people to be hurt. And then you have this person who is is ex Imperial. Uh, uh, trying to be reformed, but we have that scene with the doctor, the the guy who's joined to the clones, Dr. and like Hersh, yeah, Pershing in episode three. So, like, what is her fucking motives in this situation? And he recognizes that scene was so fucking cool. Like, I could have watched that forever. And you have the fucking oblivious bu bureaucrat 
going, I don't know if we can help. You know, like, it's so fucking smart. She's bringing up, they're not a charter system. They've not signed the charter. We can't help them because there are other people that we need to help. And besides, maybe a little lesson will open their eyes. Very imperial of her. And then she's like, I was liberated. Oh my God, so good. So fucking good. But, um, yeah, I just like, I, I even paused it at that point And I was just, I mentioned, I said to my dad, I go, that scene was the fucking coolest. And he was like, why? And I just kind of ran it down. I'm like, like, first off, Tim Meadows is in the fucking scene, which is great. Um, he didn't he was like, pay for drugs, not once. <laughs> uh, Dad was like, who is that? I'm like, oh, my God. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so there's that, there was that aspect, and then there was the, like, that's the thing I liked about, about Jib, is that he was like, he looks at her, and he's like, Something's off about you. I don't trust you. <laughs> like he recognized that she was ex-imperial immediately. Well, because she has that identifier that shows she was through the imperial recovery program or whatever it's called. Well, I feel like he looked at that to make sure his suspicions were correct, right? Like I felt like before he looked at that, he like had a fucking feeling. He was like, eh, oh. <laughs> Because his instincts aren't going to be off on that. So, uh, but um, man, this show is just too. I just fucking love it. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. But uh, the, yeah, so what's the, the next scene? The action scenes with the Mandalorians versus the pirates were great. That was so fucking cool. Like, I was going to say that the uh, the scene before that. Where we get Jib going to where the Mandalorians are. Why are you calling him Jib? I thought that was his name was his Jib. It was Carson Tiva. Did I read the wrong name on the fucking thing? Probably did. Carson is his name? Carson Tivo. Tivo. That's what everyone keeps calling him is Tivo. Tiva. Tiva. Like Diva with a T. Well, I'm you know how I'm bad with names. I know. Well, the reason that I was uh, uh also like excited about it was that when when Tiva gets that message from uh grief, um <laughs> it's like gotta remember his name. When he gets that message from him, he he's he's at the bar and and a uh an alien walks over to him and I immediately recognize I was like, is that no, that can't be Zeb. That can't be Zeb from Rebels. That's yeah, but but it looks like him. And then the fucking credits showed that it was Zeb, voiced by Seth or Seth, uh, uh, Steve Bloom or Blum. I got real. I got real antsy, my pantsy. For anybody who, if you've never watched the show Rebels, Steve Bloom Blum voices a um, what was the aliens race? I I said it to you in text. You um, didn't. You just said the alien uh, LSAT officer. LSAT. Oh. A LSAT is the alien race. Because I, 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 I did Wikipedia that. I was like, I was like, what race is that? Yeah. Um, 
why did I read his name incorrectly? I'm so mad at myself for that because I went through real quick. Anyway, uh, oh, because I read the wrong fucking actor's name. That's why. I'm stupid, Maya. Uh, it's okay. Anyway, mistakes um, happen. Yeah, when, yeah. When, I just thought that was really fucking cool that they were there together. Like, it's a nice little nod that the characters from Rebels survived everything that happened in that show leading up to the destruction of the Empire. Because that that was that was the whole point of the show. Rebels was that. It's 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 a good show. It's a good cartoon show. You got to give it a shot. Um, but uh, but yeah, when Tiva goes and talks to um all the the Mandalorians, including Din, and uh, and then there's that that thing inside the cave where like you have to have the hammer in order to speak. I was like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Um, and when Paz Vizsla stood then, up, uh, and you thought he what's was his ass? Uh, Paz the other Vizsla. Mandalorian that has the fucking gap. Thank you, Paz Vizsla. Like yeah. he's like he's Paz. Yeah, too tired. I remember names in the moment, like as the show's on, mainly because of subtitles, probably saying their name, like if they're off camera, but say a word. But <laughs> come to the podcast, I'm like, well, I don't know anybody. When Paz is up there, and it sounds like he's like disagreeing, but then he's like, "Why do we do it? Why would we do it? Because we're Mandalorian." I was like, "Yeah!" <laughs> and I think I looked at my dad and I go, "Mandalorians versus space pirates." I'm fucking so into this, <laughs> dude. How hyped did you get when you saw the armorer fucking like start clubbing people up top? Oh, I was happy as shit. I was a giddy little girl. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Even my dad yelled at that one. That was like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it was so much fun. Fuck, was it fun? Uh, then it was like super triumphant. God, I might just watch the episode again for that fucking action sequence. You know? Yeah, it was very good. Were you- if I if I had one critique about the episode is the lack of actual citizens fleeing Navarro under the pirate siege. It's like, oh, there's not a lot there, you know, but yet they're trying to make it seem like Navarro's this up-and-coming center for trade, but there's hardly anybody there. And I get it. It's because of budgetary constraints, budgetary reasons, but couldn't you get a few more dozen extras to at least pad that scene out some? Yeah, that's really literally my only critique of the episode. Um, I was I have... thinking when they were having that conversation, though, the armorer and Bo Katan that the armorer was actually going to take her helmet off for a minute. I thought so too. I was so excited. I was like, Who's playing her? Who is that? I'm not sure. Swallow. I was gonna plus, I was saying is like. Sometimes when a character is like that, where they don't take off anything, it's an act- an actor behind the, the armor, but like a voice actor doing the voice. No, it's been her. There's set photos of her in without the helmet. Ew. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think I've ever seen those set photos. Oh well, I can. 
send you uh, oh. yeah like don't go don't don't go out of your way to do it but if you can find them you want to see them no right there um so where was huh <clears throat> wait is no hmm because there's a character in this episode I'm trying to figure out who plays them. Because I know it was... Uh... Okay, let me see here. Ah, oh, shit. They are. They're right there. That's fucking rad. Yeah. That is fucking rad. I, you know, I think I've texted this to you, but I think it's really interesting that... Uh, um, technically... Uh, Dave Filoni is like, hey guys, I'm writing this entire story that takes place between episode three and episode four. No, sorry, episode four and episode seven. No, episode Ugh. episode six and episode seven. Like, it's sort of that way with Rebels, and he's just got a fucking like control of that one spot. It's fucking great. Because he's just interjecting all his characters. Like there was a whole interview he had where he was talking about Bo Katan and that Katie Sackoff, he was high he hired or cast Katie Sackoff as Bo Katan because he said if we ever get to do her in live action, she'll be able to do the live action role. Yeah. He even told her that like when he hired her, was like. And so the fact that they're getting to do it and making her character so fucking important to the Mandalorians is just brilliant. Dude, I love this fucking show. I love it so much. Let's see. Yeah, I'm I'm very pleased with it. This season's been fantastic. We're five episodes in. We got three episodes left. Um, you know, and then we'll probably have to wait a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, one of the greatest things that we that that you know is happening with Star Wars right now is that we have we have smaller, more contained stories. I I I am getting a tad worried that uh, I'm getting a tad worried that Mandalorian might be getting a little too big one of the things that was a big draw and a big like thing that people really enjoyed about mandalorian season one and, and season two was how contained it was you know like you had a story with a villain you had your main character small side stories that kind of advanced the main plot or whatever but you had your contained shit yeah. and um but now with Boba Fett's whole thing, and um, the you know, Bo-Katan Coruscant, Bo-Katan. Coruscant, yeah, like it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We've had uh, fucking Ahsoka Tan in 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 both Boba Fett and Mandalorian now. We've had you know, we just there's so much going on that's intertwined. I don't want Mandalorian to 
stray too far from Din Djarin's story. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You want him to be, you know, right there in the forefront. Uh, but, you know, Favreau did say it is going to tell the overarching story eventually of how the First Order came back to came about. We're going to see that. So, And that's fine. I just, like, I hope that's a different show. You know what I mean? I hope we don't see that exactly within Mandalorian. Parts of it, sure, but not, like... I don't mind the offshoot episodes within Mandalorian. I fucking loved Pershing's story of mm-hmm. trying to re, you know, trying to reallocate to what's going on and where he is now, and meeting the other woman that I can't remember her name. Love that, but yeah, like we still got to, it's still got to focus on on Dinjarin, and maybe we're not right now because his story isn't. Like with the fact that he's he's finished this thing with with uh Grogu, you know. He's with Grogu, he's with the Mandalorians, he's you know, he's he's finished his uh you know, he swam in the waters of Mandalore. Maybe that's why they're focusing elsewhere, and that's fine. I shouldn't complain. We're getting really good fucking Star Wars. I shouldn't complain at all. Like I've been, I've been fucking, I've been really happy with Star Wars for the past. I'll put it this way: since Episode Nine really burned my ass, uh, I've been really happy with Star Wars since then. So, so I should not complain. But um, let's go ahead and get final thoughts and a grade, and then get up on out of this podcast. Oh, weren't we going to do something else? We were, but I just. I had realized we were what we were going to do. Everybody was a WrestleMania main event tier list, but I haven't watched every single WrestleMania, especially every single WrestleMania main event, so it wouldn't have worked. Oh, that's what you were wanting to do. I didn't know. I've not watched um, Mania in years. Yeah, it would have been. I'm really excited. We're gonna. I'm gonna watch WrestleMania this this weekend. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna be with uh, my buddy Andy, and we're gonna have a good time. Um, I hope so. Anyway, but. Uh, I've been I've been keeping up with wrestling for the past few months. We watched uh, Royal Rumble, and so I've been watching Raw and SmackDown every week leading up to WrestleMania. But the way that like maybe I just didn't click when I was younger, but uh, every single pay per view, if you want to call them pay per view at this point, um, is the storyline. Like that's where the storyline shifts, and maybe the Raw and SmackDown after that. Because, like, everything leading up to WrestleMania, I could have just watched Royal Rumble and been fine, and then watched WrestleMania, and nothing would have been really changed. It's just always this kind of, it's a little bit every week. You're like, ew, myself off that. You're not wrong. So, but yeah, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Well, I mean, I'll let you go ahead and give a grade first. Well, it's an S episode. I know that we said we wouldn't do that, but it's it's an A plus. Like if, if that's the highest grade, I can give it A plus. Like this episode is is from front to back entertaining. Oh, we didn't talk about the Moff Gideon thing at the end. Yeah, we did. Moff, but you mentioned it with the with the summary, but we didn't we didn't discuss it. 
Well, uh, I mean, you know, it had been it, it had been implied in the episode with Doctor Pershing when he's talking to the Imperial uh, recovered uh, recovered Imperial like rehabilitated officers that one of the rumors were he never made it to trial. Uh, This brings light to the fact that he was broken free and didn't make it to trial. And they're implying that it could be another sect of Mandalorians that maybe we haven't seen or maybe we have seen. Or it's somebody that just has Mandalorian armor. Or somebody that had Beskar to make it look like it was Mandalorians. Or it could be one of the Mandalorians or a couple of the Mandalorians within the Mandalorians that we know. And and uh, he's now hiding amongst them wearing Mandalorian armor. That would be fucked up. I think that's, the, I think that's a stretch. But the fact that over two years did elapse from the time of his capture to the time of the end of the Book of Boba Fett. Um, it is possible because it was just Paz Vizsla and the armorer there for a while. Right. If, you know, that would be too capable of it, but they would, they, he clearly has no love of the empire and she doesn't either. So, I would rule those two out. Yeah. I don't see why not. I just, you know, I think it's, I think it's very smart that they're doing this because regardless, like him being out, him having escaped or whatever is going to be directly tied back to Din. Whether it's, you know, like people are looking for Din, like the New Republic when I arrest him or whether... Um, uh, oh my god Moff Gideon Jesus Christ couldn't think of his name for a second uh, if Moff Gideon wants to like exact revenge or some shit you know that's gonna be uh, we'll have to wait and see yeah, yeah I'm, I'm interested to see how it plays out but yeah I was thoroughly entertained by the episode I really enjoyed it a lot I really squealed when the armorer broke bad in the tower, uh, taking out those pirates and the gunner. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, but that yeah, was- I will also echo your A+, plus, uh, giving it uh, max, max points across the board. Like I said, my only critique, and it's for budgetary reasons, so I can't hold it against it. Uh, was the lack of citizens on the run out of Navarro's city. You know, I get it. I understand. I feel like a lot of them probably went into hiding. Like, I remember that uh, um, that cook or chef or whatever was still trying to survive there and being bullied by the pirates. That yeah. would be my only reason. You're You're probably more right than anything, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's my well, 
justification for it. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, uh fucking excellent show. Well, I think that's it. We're gonna we're gonna call it there because the episode's running an hour and I got I gotta get shit done today. So but guys, uh thank you so much for listening. It's been a fucking blast doing this podcast. I, I know that we had a heavy handed opening, but you know, them's 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 the breaks. When shit affects you and affects others, like we want to talk about it. We want to bring it up. So want to shine some light on it. Especially when it's awful, awful, awful fucking people trying to harm others. But um guys, next week we're just gonna it's it's just Mandalorian chapter twenty-two. Uh this has a lot to do with the fact that like I haven't seen anything come up, but there might be something like I got a lot going on this week to begin with, like the part for the car to get it to pass smog is coming in. Oh yeah. How much, how much was that? Pretty inexpensive. I hope 90 bucks. That's not terrible. Uh, part of that was shipping as well, but it should be here today. Yeah. Oh, that's great. great. So yeah, that's great. Um, so I got to get that done. I got to, you know, I also have work and then I'm going up to Placerville to hang out with uh, Andy and the kids and, so there's a lot awesome. going on, but, uh, so if we add something, it'll be short, maybe like a movie or something like that, but I don't really see anything especially special, especially special. I don't see anything coming out. That's, you know, whatever. Uh, but, 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 but guys, make sure you follow us. Yeah. Make sure you follow us on all social. So the, the, Jesus Christ. Make sure you follow us on all socials, which are listed down below. That's where we'll tell you if we add anything to the show. I don't know why I couldn't say that, but here we are. Um, also, if you want to support the podcast, the best way to do that is to share it, to let other people know about it, and to buy our merch. Uh, if you want to buy a shirt with our logo on it, with uh, our cartoon faces, go to Teespring. That link is also down below. Uh, there's also a code for 15% off. If you made it all the way this way to the podcast, you get a little treat. It's AQU15. Put that code at the end of purchase, and you get 15% off, which basically takes care of shipping and handling. Uh, bu- 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 that's it for my notes. Maya, where can folks find you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. It's a public profile. And it is also linked to my Instagram and Twitter accounts. So it's your one-stop shop for everything I'm up to. What about you, Greg? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at ChubRuckGeek under all socials. I uploaded some new uh, game clips from playing video games with my friends that are just funny. Uh, so if you want to go check those out, uh, you do that on Twitter. Which I might be downloading those and, move in, and moving them to Instagram. Because Twitter is a fucking hellscape right now. Yeah, it is. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no. TikTok might be gone. That whole fucking. Did you see any of the stuff the hearing from TikTok? No. Holy shit, dude! It was embarrassing. Like one of these congressmen actually asked the CEO of TikTok, "Can TikTok uh, access my Wi-Fi?" <laughs> That's what he said. And the CEO's like, uh, sure, but it's, it's you know, your phone's accessing your Wi-Fi. Yeah. TikTok's just yeah. on the phone. These um, people are stupid. They don't know how technology works, and they shouldn't have fucking 
anyway. Yeah, I know. It was, it was, it was embarrassing. Um, I'm sorry, but if but anyway, you have to ask a stupid question like that, your license should be revoked. You should no longer be allowed to drive in public, and you should be fucking forced to retire. I'm sorry. You're just too goddamn yeah. old for society. Yep. Like, I don't know who put you on this fucking committee to ask a guy about tech stuff when you don't understand how shit works, but... Oh, boy. Um. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Remember, episode 22... Sorry, chapter 22 of Mandalorian. Uh, so we're watching next week. Should be exciting. Should be fun. Um, remember, fuck the GOP and anybody that is trying to grift in the GOP. Fuck them. Fuck them deeply and hard. Uh, fuck the NRA. You know that the NRA is part of pushing the narrative that guns are not the problem. Trans people are the problem. That's the narrative that the NRA is going to try to push and they can go fuck themselves. You can die on a fucking tire fire for all I care. Donate and help where you can. A lot of trans organizations out there need our help more than ever right now. So please donate to a lot of those organizations. You can Google those and find them. They are fucking everywhere. Um, so please do that. Help where you can. A lot of people are hurting right now, mainly because of weather, whatever politics it may be, people need help. So do your best to be a kind-hearted person. We'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.